the Necronomicon awaits. A ritual must be performed. Seems fairly obvious. Batu! Marada! <laughs> I told you I would find you. Noni! Fast, fast in your seatbelts. It's going to be a bump, bump, bumping night. It's showtime. What's your name? What? What is your name? We are men of misfortune. Might as well get to, to introductions, too, for you. I mean, Let's ladies and gentlemen, yeah. you know, uh, obviously things are getting crazy and professional around here. We're becoming big boys. Things are things are happening. Um, and uh, we have here with us somebody very special. Uh, you might know him as Old Joe from Bacon Bad. You might know him from uh, well, our personal favorite. And we were talking about this literally Charlie before you came butts, on here. Dude. Charlie's I, Butts. I literally watched the movie yesterday as well. Again. I love <laughs> Escape from Alcatraz. I that love was Escape awesome. Much. Escape from Alcatraz. Right? Yes, Classic. Sir. Yes, sir. I, I thought your, your line with, uh, I, I can't believe I just met Al Capone. It fucking killed me. It fucking killed me, man. Well, I don't, I don't, see, I, I, I remember the movies. I remember the people in the movies, but mm-hmm. I don't remember any of my lines. And, and mo- most of the fans do. That's what they remember, these particular lines. So I don't remember that one, but that's a great line. Dude, I oh, yeah. love yeah, awesome. like, we, It was hilarious. So when we, when we started doing research about you, um, well, wait a minute. When, let me ask you a question about that. Absolutely. Uh, okay. I'll, that, that, it comes back to me now. W- that was in the in the yard. Yes. That short yes. Said, yes. Absolutely. Yes. He said, "I said, well, who are you?" I said, "Charlie Butts," and he said, "He's Al Capone." And then I said, "I can't believe." I, <laughs> I can't believe I just spoke to Al Capone. And Clint Eastwood looks at you and says, "I can't either." And I honestly, I I love that scene. It honestly, I it, when we started researching you, we wanted to find something that that spoke to us. I mean, we've seen, mm-hmm. we've seen your classics. We've seen, we've seen Billy Madison. We've seen friends. We've seen Seinfeld. We've seen, um, oh, you're Breaking Bad, yep. El Camino. We've seen it all. And, and when, when I saw that movie, because I, I had no idea about it and I watched mm. it and I, it, I love your acting. I love everything oh, about yeah. that movie. I mean, I, I knew the story about the three men that it actually escaped. But when it came down to your role, I, I, I was heartbroken by the end of it. I mean, I was it was pretty, pretty Good. touching. I yeah. planned that. Good. Good. I was hoping Good. for that. Good. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> uh, well, oh, I, I do have a question for you as well, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm just curious as well um, for you and talking past all of the accomplishments and everything else that has happened in your life as well uh, as an actor um, and a comedian. Um, what would you say... And I, I just feel like it's a good question to ask. But what would you say is your like breakout role? What do you think really like pushed you forward in in the industry for yourself? Um, well, that's it. That's it. Well, we got to get into the definition of breakout role. Mm-hmm. Generally, breakout. The word breakout. The the word breakout generally meant a, a great role that that brought you to the attention of the of the people you know it, it's a groovy thing breakout groovy mm-hmm. but to me breakout just means and this i'll answer the question is uh, mr heckles and friends is it just made me famous but i was around for a long time and a, and a well-known actor and a lot of people still don't know my name but they know my characters and stuff mm-hmm. so it, it's Mr. Heckles, I would have to answer honestly, would be on Friends because that's a world uh, that that goes around the world. That that 
uh, sitcom. That's that's a very that's probably one of the biggest sitcoms on earth. Yeah. Oh I'd yeah, say. absolutely. It's um it's widely famous so, around but, many but countries. A breakout role. I mean, my best to me, the breakout role was uh, Escape from Alcatraz, and that was the one of the first <laughs> movies that I ever made. I was a, a young man, and I didn't know what the hell was going on. I mean, I had no concept of what acting was. Can, and I, can I ask real I, quick, what, how did you be, be, become put yourself in the situation where you were actually being a part of this movie? Did you just go to an audition one day that you were interested in, or like what kind of led you to that? No, I was, I was, I was in a way i was like forced to go to the audition really um, and then when that. i Find said that. clint eastwood then i go oh no no I'll, I'll go i'll go but i was at, i was at home watching a football game or something you know and then i get a phone call and it's my agent and he said what are you doing right now that was his opening line what are you doing right now and i said i'm watching a game and he goes well listen there there clint eastwood has a, a big huge tentpole movie coming up and uh, there's an audition and you can get into the audition, but it's closing in an hour. And the Damn. audition is oh, out wow. in the valley and I live near the beach and that's an hour ride. So I didn't care about the tentpole or the movie because I, I was just getting standard ordinary pay for whatever I did. Right. You know, I was okay. just at a level. So it didn't matter, big movie, small movie, I get this amount of money. Uh, but, and I hadn't done many of the movies, I'd done sitcoms. So I didn't really pay any attention. When he sent Clint Eastwood, I got in my car, I jumped out, you know, I jumped out of the apartment and I just lead footed it down there. I mean, I was speeding down on the floor. When I got there, um, uh, the, my first question was, um, uh, to to my agent, he said, you know, what are you doing? I, I said, well, okay, what is my part? What am I going to audition for? <clears throat> and he said, we, we don't know. They just have, they said there's just two openings. Mm -hmm. They didn't say what, so they'll tell you when you get there. So that, that's the first red flag. Is, <laughs> that's how you know. Yeah, that's not a good sign. When, when you, they don't know, it's like, a really small role. It's a throwaway role. And I'm used to getting parts uh, in, in sitcoms or even in small movies where somebody just got fired and I'm the go-to guy. So that doesn't thrill me. You know, yeah. why didn't they call me in the first fucking place? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a la last resort, basically, almost. <laughs> so, so when I got there, you know, there's nobody there. So uh, 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 immediately, there's no other people auditioning. It was, and that's, again, the second red flag. Yeah. Uh, that means that somebody got fired and I'm there to fill in. And it's a small part. You know, so I wasn't thrilled at all, and uh, the the aura of Clint Eastwood was very slowly dimming. Yeah, I, 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 I could imagine. Well, th this was around too the time, like uh, for Clint Eastwood when I mean, because I uh, saw Escape from Alcatraz because my dad showed me so many of like the spaghetti westerns and stuff like that, and this was like the booming okay. time for it. So I, I guarantee when you heard like Clint Eastwood uh, hour, you were like. Uh, this is last minute, but also this is like the time for it because it was right when everything. Well, was yeah, he was at, at his height, then. that's why they gave him the money yeah. for that movie. Oh, yeah. That cost a lot of movie, oh, uh, I can a imagine. lot of money. Yeah, 
So when I got there, I, I asked around. I mean, I'm in a big room, mm-hmm. an, an empty room. It's big, well, way about four times as big as your room. Blank, blank. nothing in the room. Yeah. You know, just blank floor, blank walls. And there was a secretary and, and a lot of seats for a lot of actors waiting to get auditioned. But there was nobody in there, just a secretary. So I went to the secretary and I said, you know, uh, she, she said, what are you here for? I just sat down, I, you know, I just... And she said, what are you here for? <laughs> I mean, she was like, what's going on? I, I, like, she what didn't you, know. What are you she doing didn't here know right that now? That's, <laughs> that's what? I, I said, uh, what, are, what are you doing here right now? Pretty much like <laughs> confusion. Yeah. I mean, it's like like I was an interlo- interloper or something because nobody was supposed to be there. That was the kind of message I was getting from me. She said, well, what are you doing here? I said, well, uh, something escaped from Alcatraz, a Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah. What about it? <laughs> oh, well, I, I got an audition. Um, do you, yeah, do you have, uh, I'm, I'm here for an audition. They said they would tell me what the audition is for when I got here. Do you know anything about that? No. <laughs> no well, oh, knife oh, in the oh, heart right oh, there. Red flags. Oh. Do, you, do you have any kind of scripts or anything for me? So she says, well, we have a screenplay. I go, okay, give me the screenplay. Do you know what? what and she said, no. So the screenplay didn't do, I, well, I can't read 90 pages, no. yeah. you know, while I'm sitting there and go over it. So I, I, I already, I just like blew it off, man. I just want to go home now. Yeah. At this point, I want to go home. So I'm sitting there with the script in my lap. I'm not going to read it. It's ridiculous. So that's my, my, my mind frame, my space going in. And then this door opens up. And this lady is nice lady, gray haired lady. She says, are you ready now? Uh, no, are you Larry Hankin? <laughs> yes. Are you ready? And I go, yeah. Sure, let's do you know, this. Might let's as well. Get might as well. With let's just show. get this over with right <laughs> wow. now. Back to the game. So I go in and uh, they said that Clint Eastwood was going to be at the audition. So that was another reason for me to you lead foot it. You know, wow, man, I'm going to meet, you know. So if I don't get the part at least i meet clint eastwood right mm-hmm. but i get in the room and then there's just three two people in the room obviously a director a gray-haired gentleman and this gray-haired lady and uh she was the uh casting director a big deal because it's a clint eastwood movie and i assumed the director was a big deal because it's a clint eastwood movie but i don't know who he was uh don siegel but who is amazing but I didn't know who he was. So I'm ready to blow this whole thing off. It's just two old people going to audition me for something I don't even care about anymore. So um, that what was going through my head and my attitude sitting down in an empty room with three chairs facing one another. So I was as close as you guys to them, you know, three, three guys that close. And, and the director, Don Siegel, who turned out to be an amazing guy, read me right away. He knew exactly what, who I was, what I, and what part he wanted me for and why. Uh, but he didn't tell me that. He just kept his mouth shut. And he said, what part are you here for? And I said, I don't know, man. <laughs> I just drove an hour. I just decided, why not? Yeah, why not try out? No, I just showed up, and I, he says, "Well," and he turns to her, and now they're talking in front of me like I'm not there. Oh God! So, which really peed me. Out. You can swear oh, as much yeah. as you want. Yeah. On this show. So <laughs> he goes, 
well, what do we have? And she says, well, there's only two parts left, and that's um, the guard uh, and and uh, Charlie Butts. And he goes, well, um, what about the... He's, they're talking about each other. You know, well, what about the guard? And he says, well, I don't think he can do the guard. He's no. And she looks at me, and then she looks at him, and she says, no, he can't do the guard because... Uh, First of all, the guard was fired last night. Aha, that's why I was here. Oh, <laughs> I see that. Oh, no. He was fired last night, and we've already replaced him. Mm. So that's out. So he goes, he looks at me, and he, goes, and he says, uh, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Larry, <clears throat> the guard. Um, the guard is uh, the guard that beats up uh, Clint Eastwood. Uh, you think you can beat up Clint Eastwood? And I go, oh, yeah. no. No. No, 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 and he goes, yeah, I didn't think so. No. Okay. So oh, wow. how about you want to do Charlie Butts? And they go, I don't know who Charlie Butts is. <laughs> They're okay. just kind of throwing right. you to the wolves right. there. So huh? He sees, he sees the, the, the script I have is on the table well it's in my lap there's no table yeah. and he's in my lap so he says okay i tell you what um and he, he picks up his he's got a script over there so he picks up his script he says and he turns the page he says okay uh turn to page 78 i'll read i'll read with you we'll just do one page uh you want to go outside and and rehearse and get your head together and and i go no let's just do it i just want to get out of there just run through it i said no let's just read it no so he says, okay, fine. So he goes, okay, I'm just, uh, you, you be Charlie and I'll be the other guy. I don't... So he goes, blah, 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 blah. He says, okay, fine. You got the part. And I go, and I just sat there. I didn't do anything. I just stared at him because they never tell you that. I mean, I've been in auditions all my life, man. Never has any person ever said you got the part in the audition. They, they, they just don't do it. What was that feeling He's like? What, what was that feeling like for you? Like the, 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 I, I didn't believe him, and he read that right away. He said, you don't believe him, I said, no, I don't. I mean, I just was pissed, and I wanted to get out of there. Yeah. And he said, all right, I'll tell you what you do. You go home. Get out of here right now. Get out of here. Go home. Sit by the phone. See what happens. Now, get out of here. And he goes like that. Get out of here. And he, we, he smiled when he said it. He said, but get out of here. So I said, okay. And I just left. And I drove home, and I got to my apartment and I sat by the phone about 10 minutes later, my agent says, Hey man, you got the part. I said, okay, fine. So I'm getting a paycheck. I'm going to be in this movie, but it was a small part. I, I thumbed through the, I kept the script. I thumbed through it while I was sitting there. It's a small part. Okay. The reason I'm telling you guys that mm -hmm. is because I'll skip to the end. Oh, I'm ready. They for had this. a cast screening. Okay, there's this cast screening. Uh, okay, so I go to the cast screening. It's about a couple of months later. I've done three months on the movie. All I did was hang out and bother people because I'm curious and I want to know how you make a tentpole movie. So I was following around Don Siegel like a puppy. I was following around Clint Eastwood because I was in the movie. I, I was always in every scene with him. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get to make him used to me and I wanted to get used to being with him you know even in front of the camera so i was a big joke you know i right, cut to the end of the film i go see the movie 
and the credits come up and it's this co-starring Larry Hankin. Ooh, that had to have felt good seeing that. What? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Someone for a small role, right? Really. <laughs> yeah. Nobody told me that. No, nobody. I wasn't. I, I didn't know. I didn't. I had no idea, man. My agent didn't tell me that. Or I had to go to a, a screening to see that. So meanwhile, as I said, Don Siegel knew that probably I'm going to give this kid a co-star going. Yeah from my audition because just because i was so naive i mean my anger was because i didn't know what was going on and that's what he read not not my anger but this guy doesn't know what the hell is going on and he read that. <laughs> through the whole audition he kept on laughing at her he could turn to go <laughs> like that <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy pissed me off you know and i thought they're making fun of me which yeah. in a way he kind of was, but he said, this guy's perfect to be the, the guy with Clint all the time. Yeah. yeah. So because I was in with Clint all the time, I was on the set. And even when I didn't have to go, because it was on an island, and every morning we had to get up at six in the morning to catch the boats. It was Wait, 10, so you guys yeah. actually filmed on Alcatraz? Oh, yeah, three months. I was how, on Alcatraz. How was that? I mean, I've been there. It was there incredible, bit, man. I was going to say that had to have been I, amazing. When I wasn't kind of working, history. I would go to, because it was a tentpole movie, a, a big, expensive movie, I could get anything I want. And they had, Warner Brothers had uh, taken the uh, prop department and shipped it out to Alcatraz so they wouldn't have to go back and forth. It's boats, man. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. So they shipped everything out there. So on the island, they had all their equipment and everything there. So I could go anytime I want to the prop department and ask for anything. And because they knew who my part was, I was that I could ask for anything and say, yeah, it's in the scene. I'm using it in a scene. And they would just give it to me. In any other movie, <laughs> under any other circumstances, for any other part, no, I would have to have permission. I'd have to have a note. Mm -hmm. They would have to call down. Is that okay? You know, should we give them batteries in the flashlight or not? <laughs> oh, no. A lot of red said, tape you had to cross, huh? <laughs> well, but on Alcatraz, because of, of things I didn't know about, but were part of Charlie Butts's over you know yeah, his uh, origin i guess going on i could do anything i want and people said okay That's i mean so cool. and i didn't understand that but i just used it so i went to the prop department i said give me a flashlight make sure there's batteries in it and he goes what do you want it for and i said it's in the scene and i said okay and he says okay and he gives me a flashlight so i kept the flashlight for the entire run and anytime i had time on my hands sometimes it was hours and hours between my shot and what, what they're doing. I would explore Alcatraz, and one day I got all the way down to the, to the, not even the cellar. I got below the cellar. I got onto the island underneath Alcatraz. That sounds amazing. Where the yeah. Indians were in the 60s when they had that big sit in. And they had paintings all over the walls, man. It was incredible. Uh, I think I was only talk I, about things to see. Like, that there. would just be an incredible time. Oh, I, I was amazing. And the thing was, I was standing on the island. It was dirt on my feet. And there was pylons and the ceiling was a cement ceiling. And this wall that I came out of, this door that I opened into this darkness, 
was it just went on for miles it seemed to me i i shined the flashlight out into the darkness it never hit anything but pylons into the into the darkness and then i so i followed this one wall because there's no lights down there and i knew i was underneath the alcatraz i was just afraid it was going to cave in but the indians had painted this these walls and there was um smoke on the on the walls you know this black kind of film it was smoke so they had been burning stuff down there i probably for light to paint yeah. these paintings of, of horses and teepees and cops and cop cars <laughs> yeah. they're playing cops and robbers yeah, like 100 like, years ago there was no i was i was like a neanderthal cave and and they were putting their hand prints up i mean it was i was i said holy cow these natives are painting on walls underneath the most famous prison on earth also it is yeah. like it's nothing yeah. like it's nothing yeah harry potter so, has i mean <laughs> it was just a trip man i i am sorry to go off on no that. no no it's no. fine we 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 love to hear it man we love it's just that. amazing i would just yeah, like just, to say um kind of moving on like you know it's so funny that you saw yourself in such a small role in that film because from an outsider's perspective like just watching yeah. it for the first time you've we're such a pivotal figure in the whole movie. Yeah. Well, okay. Let me just explain that. Yeah. But what the reason, and I, and probably the reason why it was okay to put my, you know, co-starring was I would go, whether I was on or not, whether I was shooting that day or not. So in three months, there was a lot of days I wasn't working, but every day that I wasn't working, I would put on my uniform, which is just a blue shirt and jeans. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. black shoes and white socks. That was all. So I, I, I would go in every morning. I would go in it. I would get up at six o'clock, go down, and go in on the boat. And I wasn't shooting, but I would watch Don Siegel. I literally did follow him around like a little dog. I mean, I just kept on asking him questions after questions. Because that guy is amazing. He's well, it, 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 it's your first. It's your first major role in a movie. I mean, like you're, exactly like, like we talked about in the beginning. Yeah. It's your it's your breakout role. It's 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 something that like that major career the yeah. way it is. Well, I, I guess it got me a, a lot of parts. Yeah. But but when I went in, so to to follow the thought of the question was because I was there every day, mm-hmm. and because I was on the set every day, because I was curious and watching. Don Siegel would throw me into every scene he could. That's why I think he's so brilliant. I mean, he would say, hey, Larry, come here. And I go, why? Get in that scene. Get in your cell. I go, why? Just, I need somebody in the cell. What am I doing? It doesn't matter. Just get in the fucking cell. Get the fuck in there, man. It attracted you to like be a main character of that movie because there are so many shots with you in that movie where we sit there and we see Charlie Butts. He's tapping on the window. Hey, Come on, the guards are coming. Guards are coming. Come on, let's go. And then you sit there and you feel for him whenever he's he he can't get out in time. And you you. Well, I think that's probably what character. what Don what Don Siegel saw. Yeah. Because yeah. that it wasn't in the script. Uh, there's only one time. Uh, see, the thing is that Don Siegel has all directors have the movie, the entire movie, and the film shots in their head. So they know what's why they're putting me in. If he says, if Don Siegel says to me, get in there. I go, what, what am I doing? It doesn't matter. Just get in there. And I, what, okay, so, and I would run and I would say, how, how long do I have? 
And he said, three, four minutes, they'll light it. I'd say, okay, I'll be right back. I would run to the prop department again. It was downstairs on the next floor. I would run downstairs and I would say, give me a checkerboard. And he go, what do you want it for? I said, I'm playing checkers in myself. He said, we don't have any checkerboards. Fine so one. Said, well, give me something. He said, what about the chessboard? I say, okay, give me a chessboard. Okay, so I would run back and he'd say, okay, get in the cell, get in the cell. So and, and another word, and then I was playing chess in, in, in the cell there. It was just a background shot. Yeah. But when I asked him, I said, why am I in this shot? Because I, I, I have to know. I'm an actor, you know. I have to know what my, my reason is. My, so he'd say, okay, I'm shooting two, a close-up of the warden and Clint Eastwood talking to one another in front of a cell. So this is a close-up on their, on their face. It's a choker. So he said, it's a side view. Uh, we're on tier C. Now, if you know about tiers, one side is the cell and the other side is a drop of 30 feet. It's 10 feet a, 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 a tier. So it's a drop off. So if you're shooting into a cell, you have to get the camera off out into the air on a platform shooting in. And they're hanging out over the floor. So he said, when you have this and I'm shooting into a cell, he says, there's a hole here. I need a person in there to fill that hole. And that's you. So when I got in there and I started playing chess and he does the first take, he goes, okay, cut. He says, Hankin, come here. So I come out of the cell and I go over to him and I said, what? He said, what the hell are you doing in there? So I said, I'm, I'm, I'm playing checkers. He says, you got a chess board in there. <laughs> well, that's I all said, I had. So I said, yeah, but but Charlie Butts went to the Alcatraz prop department and asked for checkerboards and they were all out. So he took a chessboard and I'm playing checkers with a chessboard because I don't know how to play chess. That's Charlie. Mm -hmm. He says, oh, and I said, but I don't have to do that. He said, no, no, keep doing that. I just want to know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> like, just, just keep me in the loop, my guy. <laughs> so, so that is the reason why he kept putting me. In other words, he saw, well, no, this guy, this guy, Larry, is taking this part seriously. Mm -hmm. And so every time Clint was alone, he would put me in the scene with him. And that's why you guys, the audience, started seeing, oh, he's part of the movie. It's not in the script. Charlie yeah. Butts is in three or four scenes in the screenplay. Holy so he fucked You were fucking throughout that entire movie. I was going to say, movie. yeah, you, you were such a big part of that movie from that's, an outsider's perspective. That's Don Siegel, not the writer. My God. Right. And so it, it did me a big favor, and that's why yeah, I got absolutely. to Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely it did. Would you call it like, I mean, obviously, like you were following on around the whole, the whole time as well. I mean, obviously... Your commitment to the role, and I think the commitment of following like the ins and outs of everything, you think that like also like pushed yourself into that movie a lot, lot harder. You think like that's where you? Yeah, yeah, and, and also you know while I was hanging around and asking him questions, we, we would have discussions, me and, and and Don Siegel. So we became friends. I mean, when this movie was over, about two or three years later, uh, I, we had dinner together, me and Don, and and he yeah. wanted to direct a movie. He wanted me to be a, I had written a screenplay and I knew him. So uh, two or three years later, I sent him the screenplay and he said, Hey, I want to do this. And I said, great. 
And he said, who do you want to be the lead? And I, I said, well, I don't know, cast somebody. He said, well, you should do the lead. And they said, okay. Ooh. So we were going to direct, we were going to make a movie together and then he passed away. So wow. that was, uh, you know, so in other words, time. Yeah. I didn't know I was bonding with Don yeah. showing up every day. I was just curious and wanted to see how movies are made. And he, we just bonded because I was there. And so I got in the mood. So I have a question for you. Uh, what, how much has changed uh, from movies from the 1970s into now? Like I like the everything. I mean, pretty if much. I, if I started now, I wouldn't know. Uh, I, I, there's nothing that I could tell. If you guys wanted to be in movies today, I, there's nothing I could tell you that would help you because it's all it's digital now. So let me, let me ask you this: um, what What is the difference between working on something like Escape from Alcatraz to Breaking Bad? What is what is you know? Wow, not not much. Now that you bring it up, not much. <laughs> Larry, Larry, personally, I am one of the biggest Breaking Bad fans that I know. Thank I have watched the whole series about four different times. Me um, too. I've always loved your role as Joe in that show. I think you were your scene with Hank and Walter and Jesse in the junkyard where you stop <laughs> Hank from entering the entering the RV. That is that is just one of the biggest. I don't know how to put it. It's just like you put. A, a DEA agent in check Dude, to entering absolutely. an RV. <laughs> like this guy was so close to coming. He was going to solve the Heisenberg crisis of the meth dealing in you know, the South area of the United States. It was just insane. And you, you put your foot in there and you just, you just, you fucking okay. nailed it, man. You, I'm uh, sorry. I'm getting a little can carried I, away with the explanation here, but can I tell you a story about what you just, of course. Absolutely. yes, absolutely. I'd love to hear about it. Would love to hear about it. Even if I disappoint you, Dude, that's, that's uh, fine. Disappoint that's away, fine. brother. We are here to hear about you, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, I had two scenes in the, I had two scenes to shoot that day, mm -hmm. one in the morning and one in the afternoon. Uh, now, let me see. Uh, okay. I only had one scene to shoot in the morning when I showed up for work. In other words, the, the 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 afternoon shoot was made up that night and put in in the morning. So I I show up and I do the scene inside the Winnebago where I where uh, I buy the Winnebago from Brian. It's inside the, the Winnebago. Right. Uh, yeah. I buy it from him. You know, I go yeah 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 right. And I, I walk away. Now I thought that scene was my best scene ever. <laughs> If you look at it again, <laughs> check it out. That's my best scene, uh, my favorite scene. Okay. Brian thought it was really cool, and the director thought it was really cool because I didn't do anything. I didn't try to act. I just, just you know, let it be. And and that was exactly what it was called for. And I treated him, Brian, the character, with disdain. You know, yeah, fine, right, yeah. Okay. And I just blew him off, and it was great. Okay. So I thought I'm finished. I, I did a good job. Uh, and uh, okay, so I, I leave. I get to my dressing room to change clothes to go home. And there's another scene on my on my desk. And this is the keeping the guys out the cop out of the Winnebago. Right. So yeah. I, I look at it. It's a little there's a little uh, a book, you get a little book to keep with you in case you need to uh, refer to your lines. It's not a big page. It's a little thing that for actors. Mm -hmm. So I, I read it, this little thing, and it's an entire, it's an entire speech. 
It's a one-page soliloquy about keeping the cop out of the Winnebago, and it's all legalese, the legal reasons why he can't go. Right. You were stating, like, Albuquerque state codes for investigating, <laughs> like, a mobile home and stuff like that. You, it was so professional and so precise. It was crazy. You, you killed he, it. he lives in California. So, like, it. these role, I mean, this 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 whole entire law is nothing compared to what he's used to, especially his role that he's playing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when I, now, I got to tell you this now. Yeah. Okay. I have been dyslexic all my life. I am a dyslexic. Me too. <laughs> He's so Me happy too. with that. Me He's too. so happy cool. Say it, Tyler. Okay, well, maybe you know this. I have, uh, uh, basically, I have a little trouble reading. Yes. That, that, yeah. that, that's no big sweat. But I also have uh, difficulty memorizing law, memorizing, period. Yeah. My man, okay. We are he gave me, language. as I said, a one-page soliloquy of legalese to a dyslexic, okay? I could imagine So that. I immediately, now, up until then, I had done many sitcom roles and little small movies. And the, the, when I'm hired, my agent says to the people, Larry needs the script early because he has trouble memorizing lines. So if anybody gets the script first, Larry also gets that script. In other words, give it to him at the earliest time you can. Yeah. You know, no big deal. Just he gets a, the earliest script too. Okay. And that's what goes on. And I always get it and there's no big deal. And I memorize it and it's fine. I got this the in at 12 noon and I was going to shoot at two. Mm-hmm. No, I no, can't do no, that. No. I know that. The pressure's on. Oh, the pressure's yeah. on. So I, I just told... The, I, I lost it is basically what I did. I, I, I just go, no, 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 I can't do this. What do you, and the AD who took me to my dressing room, is he didn't know what was going on. I, well, what, what's the matter? I said, no, no, this is too long. I have to get it days in advance. And, advance. and I was just like flipping out. I was having a nervous breakdown. And he just said, I got to get out of here, you know, and he just left. So I'm, I said, how long do I have? And he says, two hours. And Oof. we split. Oof. I said, no, I can't do it. So... I tried to memorize what you guys are talking about mm-hmm. and I couldn't do it. Now I've been in the committee in second city. So I thought, okay, I'll improvise it. Yep. Cool. <laughs> what a great idea. So, um, okay. Page of, uh, of, of, of legalese. I'm going to improvise. Yeah. yeah sure, Larry. Okay. So, uh, I I tried two hours. I'm going over it and over it and over it. It's not happening. So I, but I, okay. I know then I figured out a way out. So when he says, okay, you're up, you know, it's two hours, you know, okay. So I go out and the director who's directed me in the morning, you know, was, you know, fine, good shoot, you know, she's okay. Larry, you ready? And I go, yeah. He goes, okay. Um, I said, wait a minute. Okay, can I just say something? He goes, yeah. He says, I figured out how to direct this. Mm-hmm. You figured out how to direct this. I'm talking to the director now. Yeah. And he's looking at me and he's going, you figured out how to direct this. Say, that okay. was uh, Vince Gilligan, right? I believe. No, no, no. It was no. Uh, some other guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you're like. <laughs> that was the creator for the show. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. Anyway, yeah, no, as you were saying. Vince Gilligan. And there's other guys. Gotcha. Okay, okay. so yeah. so uh, he I, he says, "What is? How, how are you going to direct this scene, Larry?" Mm-hmm. So when they when they say your name, it's 
it's a red flag. It's not good. <laughs> so he, he says, how are you going to direct this, Larry? And I said, well, we'll break it up. See, you know, you cut to him and, and you cut to me. Then you cut to him, you cut to him, cut to me. And then I can, and I, I was figuring, I could memorize sections parts, while yeah. they were doing parts by that. Parts yeah. yeah. Parts and parts. And he listens to me with great interest. And he goes, now nah, we're going to just do it in one take. Oh, oh geez. Geez. What? From one dyslexic <laughs> to another. Is that okay <laughs> with you, Larry? Is that okay? And I go, no. Yeah. yeah. Sure, sure, that's fine. No, I, I will not cop to anything, what ever. Right. Yeah. I don't cop. I just don't. I'd rather be fired. So, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I said, oh, it's fine. He says, okay, get fired. Get about 100 feet down there and just walk towards the camera and talk. Just walk and talk. And then uh, there was a limo about 15 feet from the camera. This were on the dirt part of the junkyard, so there's a right. car there. Right. There's a limit there. So he says, we'll do one take, walk and talk, you get it down, and then you get in the limo. And we were in the middle of the desert, so it's about a 45-minute ride to back to civilization. He says, you hop in a limo, and you're out of here, and you're all finished. You know, one take. Okay, get down there. So I said, okay, fine. So I walk down, because I'm going to improvise this. So I'm going to get get down there, go down there. He says, you ready, Larry? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I go, okay. I'm not copying. You know, says, okay, and action, Larry. So I start walking, and I had the first two lines memorized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I said the first two lines, and I'm improvising. Now, all in my head is don't go um or uh or stutter. Or like, to slow down, but keep a flow. Just yeah. that's it. And just improvise legalese. Uh, whatever you can remember from that or whatever you can pick up from the air. So yeah, I, I'm walking and I'm talking. I'm walking and I'm talking. And I'm thinking, this is not going well. I just know it. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's like weird. I don't know if you ever memorize things. You it's can think two things at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah so course, like yeah. Our, our, our opening, I've had, to, I've had to pause the entire oh, thing just to, just to redo it. Yeah, I mean, I sit there and I have it in my head. <laughs> I know exactly how I want to lay it out. But when it comes out of my mouth, it's gibberish. And oh, it's yeah. like... Right. It's always like you know it by heart, but it's like you're thinking about the slight possibility of fucking it up. Yeah, that's it. Every Every single time. Don't fuck it up, which is making you fuck it up. Exactly. (laughs) It's hard to not think about it. I'm I'm walking and I'm talking and I get down to the end. And as I get to the end, and I know the the last two lines, uh, I get down to the end. And as I'm saying the last two lines, and I I say, I'm saying the last two lines. And I'm saying, and when I finish, he's going to say, Larry, you're fired. So... uh, But but what I had done, the sly person that I am, as I'm walking to the shoot, you know, from the from my dressing room to the set, I'm firing myself. (laughs) Lower expectations. You're setting the expectations so low. I know I'm going to improvise it and I'm going to be fired. Calm down, Larry. It's okay. People get fired all the time. You know, so I. You know, so so he said, okay, I'm gonna get fired. So I go, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, okay, Larry, great. Uh, let's just do one more take just for insurance. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh no. Rough. Wow. Uh, I had memorized the whole, the whole oh. thing that I so just now fucked I don't up. Have to worry. <laughs> now, you know, I can screw up. He's got it in the can. This is insurance. So I get down there. Now I'm very cool. I'm very cool. I'm, you know, I'm calm. I'm not cool. I'm calm. 
So I get down there and just as I'm, he says, you ready, Larry? And I go, yeah, now I'm drunky jolly. I see the script lady walking towards me. The script lady is in charge of all the words in the script, right? So she's coming with the script and a pencil. And I know from being in this situation, yeah, she's going to tell me I I left out this word. I left out this sentence. So I can just do a line reading or a a word reading. You know, I can just, and they'll drop it in. That's no sweat. So I say, okay, okay, what did I forget? And she shows me the page, and the entire page is circled, man. I had never seen like this. Every word is circled. And she says, well, yeah, I so I said, and I said, yeah, but I got the gist of it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. No, the director wants you to say it verbatim. Oof. And she said it like that. <laughs> and I oh, said, no. oh, okay. And then the director yells, Larry, is anything wrong? You're like, absolutely. It's fine. So what, what and, you're saying is that was a very polite, hey, let's do that again. Hey, yeah, don't <laughs> fuck <laughs> it up. <laughs> so he starts walking towards me. So now when two uh, people have walked towards you, it's all over, man. So, but I had fired myself, so I was ca- I was prepared. cool. You know, You're yeah. prepared for so it. He comes, yeah. he comes over to me, and he says, uh, and then the then the cinematographer yells, oh. "Aren't you going to stand by the camera?" I was like, "Jesus Christ, man! Just fire me. Let me get out." Yeah. I could get Chick Fil A. I just want to go home and watch TV. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So so he yells back. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk with my uh, with my actor, and I go. Oh no, man, this is like kindergarten now. Oh, oh, no. let, me, let me walk you through the motions here. You're gonna take five steps. You're gonna stop. You're gonna say this. So I, he says, and he turns to me and he says, "Do you mind if I walk with you with the script?" And I go, "No, I don't care. You know, it's fine." So, you know, I'm I'm fired. I'm out of there. My mind is gone. And so he goes, "Okay, let's go. All right, and." Action Larry. So I start to, I do the exact same thing. I'm walking and I'm talking. Don't stutter. Don't fuck up. I'm fired. Keep on walking. And I walk and I walk and I walk and I walk. And I get to the end and he goes, okay, Larry, thank you very much. Larry's wrapped. That's great, Larry. Thank you very much. Larry's wrapped. They drive away. Boom. Okay. I'm still answering your question. (laughs) Okay. So uh, I, I, now I have to wait. Uh, I called production and I say, when I get home, I called production and I say, when is this uh, episode going to air? And they say, in two weeks. I say, okay. So I call all my friends and I say, watch the episode. I'm going to quiz you on it. They say, okay. So I watch the episode, wait two weeks on tenterhooks and I watch it. Now, here's the answer to your question. And which is really the name of my um, friend's production company. He has a film production company. The name of the production company is movies is magic productions and that's why here's why when i watched it i am in that scene the scene that you guys loved so much i am in that scene exactly nine seconds if you watch it what they did he knew i didn't know what I was doing oh, shit. from the shit. third line out of my mouth the first time I did it he knew I because I asked the uh, the uh, script lady I said you know uh, I, I asked because 
when she said, no, he wants you to do it again, I said, I want yeah. to talk to Vince Gilligan, you know, to tell him. Right. Yeah. And she said, Vince isn't here. And I said, well, and I want to talk to the writer. Yeah. And she said, the director wrote it. So the director knew I was making it up all along, both times. <laughs> oh. What he did was, and if you watch that scene again, it was brilliant. It was kind of what I said to him. What he did was he took my speeches, both speeches, and he edited them together as a voiceover. That's what you guys oh, saw. Oh, he overdubbed it. <laughs> he put wow. together the correct things that I said or things that I said that were correct, that weren't in the script. He put it together. And every time I said something three times right, yeah. he cut to my face. It takes two and a half seconds to read one sentence, to say one sentence. Wow. I was cut to three times, three seconds each. So if you look at the movie, check it out. So do they I'm have not seen it all? Do except they, for nine <laughs> so do they have they? Did, so 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 I take it somebody had to overdub, assumedly, right? In somebody had to what? Overdub, like over uh, on your lines, or no? They no, 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 no. He it just took exactly what straight I Larry said the whole time. Yeah. Okay. Larry the whole time. Okay. He just edited it together. In other words, he did what I told him. Do oh, it in enough. sections. Uh, only enough. it was so audio, right not video. Well, either yeah. way, Larry. Um, <laughs> Technically, you missed. You, you didn't the, miss the mark. The culmination <laughs> of both speeches combined was definitely one of the most high tension moments in that whole show. Great. That was a make or break right, moment Vince for. Gilligan, yeah. A Vin, that's Vince Gilligan, the editor, and that director yeah. who understood. This guy doesn't know what he's doing, but I can fix it. And he's giving me the tools to do that. Yeah, that was in other words, there was a, a <laughs> bunch of people made you feel that tension. And yeah. if I'm it not mistaken, even, that wasn't your last part in the show. I mean, you came later on the last season El Camino when, uh, Walter and, and uh, Jesse pulled the heist at the police station with the truck, the magnet truck. OK, oh, yeah. Right. Yep. well, yeah. um, this is real, real short. I'll just cut to the chase for sure in the yeah. in the uh, magnet scene is what you're talking about yes um, yeah. when the the magnets how, how did that how did that work okay i did the magnet scene yeah in the magnet scene i walk around the truck yep right with yeah. that thing and i'm looking for the 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 police uh, signal thing mm -hmm. yeah you got the around, and i'm walking and talking yeah and what i couldn't memorize that either and so he said, this time, Vince was directing. And what Vince said was, I, I walked around once and I was, I was going up on my lines. So uh, he said, Vince said, okay, Larry, all right, everybody take 10 minutes. Larry, just go off and memorize your lines. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk to the cinematographer in the TV village. So I took off 10 minutes and he discussed I don't know what he discussed. I think he was just giving me 10 minutes to memorize my lines. Right. And I went off, I memorized my lines and I came back and he said, you got them down? I got, yeah. And he goes, okay, shoot it. And if you notice, I did it three times. Just, just for coverage. Yeah. Because you know? had three cameras going. So I did it three times. Each time was cool. You know, I memorized my lines. But on the third time, I tripped. Uh, walking around, I tripped over something. Oh wow! That was the cut that he used. Of if you course. look at the movie, I'm walking around and I trip. They're like, "Yeah, and look that, at Larry eating shit." Did you uh, <laughs> Did you have something to say about that later on after it was finished? 
Um, no, he just said great. And then uh, when he did, um, 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 what was it? El Camino. No, when he did the, the, the lawyer thing. Okay. Uh, the lawyer. Oh, Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Saul. Yep. If you'll notice, I'm not in that. And Fair the enough. reason is that uh, I went up the first time with uh, the uh, the Winnebago, which I just told you about. Yep. Yes. But Vince knew about that. I mean, he was told that's what that's why they edited it that way. And then when he was directing, um, uh, okay, then then I think he was directing the one where I walk around. Yeah, he was. Yeah. That, well, that's El Camino, right? Yeah. That's yeah, that's El Camino. Yep. There's another, in other words, here's what I'm trying to say. I was in two episodes. In both episodes, I went up on my lines. So when he started to do uh, because he likes to write long speeches for actors he likes. And he liked Crazy. my acting. So yeah. he would always write. But after two, uh, he was fed up, you know, with me forgetting my lines. So Ooh. I'm not in Better Call Saul <laughs> at all. Better Ooh. Call Saul is okay. Well, also, Better Call Saul is kind of in a different timeline from Breaking Bad. It's no, no, but, he, but it was the different, different. Uh, he uses the actors from, from the episode. Yeah, so right. Better, yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. They go through so that. So, when hey, he the, started the show's not filming, over yet. You could still be well, in when it, he started, hmm. When he started filming El Camino, I wasn't in it at all. Hmm. But the fans and the other actors kept on saying, you know, you got to get old Joe in this, man. So it was the it was Vox Populi that got me into that mood. Hey, <laughs> let me just be the first to say I love um, your small but awesome role in that movie where you literally like you found out the car was bugged and you got the fuck out of there because you were you showed up and you were like, yeah, I can help you out. I have no problem taking care of you. You know, Jesse, you're my boy. And then you just literally as soon as you found out the car was bugged, you're like. Nope. See ya. You're on your own. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. And that's exactly how everybody would feel on that. When I, when I got out of the truck uh, to walk, I get out of the truck and I walk up the alley, right? Yeah. Yep. I get out of the yeah. truck. I say hello to uh, Aaron. And I go, Vince told me, he said, when you get out of the truck, don't just greet him. You know, you're like a father figure to him. So, you know, yeah, give him yeah. a slap on the face. You know, hey, how you doing? You know, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I go, okay, fine, great. And I said to Aaron, I said, Vince wants me to, you know, give you a you know, slap on the face, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, he said, okay, fine. So I get out of the truck and I uh, slap him, you know. But I didn't want to hurt him. I mean, these two guys, Aaron is a star. He's the star of the thing. Uh, so I didn't want to hit him hard. No. So I just tapped him. So Vince comes over and he said, no, no. I mean, you, you're friends with him. You guys have a pretty Be deep so relationship. I, I, I got out of the truck and I go, bam. <laughs> what the fuck, man? So say Aaron or Jesse Vince was in a Vince pretty fragile me. state at Vince, that point, Vince too. Yeah, but I'm, that's the but but you you'll notice it, it's the one that he used. Yeah. So it's in, yeah. yeah. You can yeah. Um. Oh. Uh. Shoot. I sorry to jump topic. Of course, we have a guy. I have the craziest question for you. All right, Larry. <laughs> you're gonna hate me for this, or you're gonna love me for this. All Hopefully, right. love. Pain and Gain. That oh. movie. Now what? here, Pain what? and Gain with the pain Rock and, gain, yeah. and and Mark Wahlberg. Now. Now, this is the stupidest question, and I'm sorry, but so many people told me to ask you this question. We need to know. 
all right, is the rock like super oily in person or is it just like, is it like, a, is it, is it something? I know this sounds crazy. Is he oily? Like when you slapped him on the side, was he, did you like slip off the first time? <laughs> like, or is he actually like, like fully muscular? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, but everybody's asking what that. What kind of friends do you have? Uh, Weird the lines. wrong, Weird. the wrong friends. You're, you know what, Larry? The is wrong he friends. Oily? <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I think Dan's friends are paying too much attention. I, to I know. I'm serious. Right. It's a problem. <laughs> he's he's bumpy, is what he is. Bumpy. Oh bumpy. yeah. Now that's that. a good question. I can the see rock. That. I mean, that's no, right. he's he's just ordinary. He, yeah. Uh, the Rock is an ordinary human being, and yeah. I and I say that to to dispel any kind of stardom. He's just a guy, man. Yeah. He's just yeah. he's just the nicest guy. If he wasn't in that uh, that hulking thing, you, you <laughs> <laughs> that body of his, that he it's almost like he's yeah. a guy trapped he's in a nice muscular guy. body. He, you know, he's, he's, he's a regular guy. It's just that he eats all okay. day long, and not much, but he's always, he's always nibbling on something something, on something. Yeah. yeah like um, the rock diet is crazy <laughs> you're on set with Dwayne the rock metabolism. he wants just, to keep yeah. his metabolism going oh yeah, yeah absolutely. About, he's, about, a, great guy. he's yeah. a great guy so he was like i mean working with the rock i, I assume obviously Dwayne johnson but uh, obviously you're saying very sweet guy very 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 nice guy to but work not with. oily but not oily. Not, definitely not, not oily. oily. Okay, good. Then we answer the question. But, for our but listeners very here, sweet guy. Um, <laughs> for our listeners here, we just want to let you know that the Rock Dwayne the Rock oily. Johnson is not oily. Fuck, I don't care. Spare. I don't care. And it's all yes, camera effects. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's all lighting. CGI, a little bit of that. So, Larry, what was your <coughs> for for friends? I mean, we had the we had the reunion show. Yeah, and... how was that when you went back there? Was it good to be back with the cast? Um, they they. Uh, well, luckily for me, I saw an arc because yeah. I was in one, I was in four, sh five shows. I was in five shows and they were stretched over three years. So I was in the first year, the second year and the third year, you know, randomly. And it was um, uh, kind of, well, how can I, it was a, it was an education. Uh, the first year they were nobody. We were all nobodies, you know, yeah, yeah. they were just actors who were starting a sitcom uh, and I was another actor. And then the second year, you know, they were number one and they were kind of, you know, full of themselves. And then uh, the th the late in the third year, that was early third, the late in the third year, they had started buying houses. Yeah. So they were all about, oh, I closed escrow. Oh, I got a new garage. Oh, I got a new car. They were all talking about all the. I'm super wealthy for being in this show. So super wealthy, yeah. yeah. And I, uh, right away, uh, and they all hung together. They so all it was like a tight knit, tight knit know, group, tight, tight knit group. Between you know, after each shot, you know, after each cut, you know, and they would huddle up, you know, yeah, and talk to each other. So I didn't have anything to do with them. I don't know them. I don't care about them. I never watched the show. My man, <laughs> my <laughs> yeah. man. Uh, you know, so who cares? I, I, I understand that you're an artist now. You're, you're, you're an artist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would I I did saw the, the, artwork the artwork in the, in the background. Back too, as well. I'm just That's saying, my, I, I absolutely like love it. the one on your let's see, right shoulder. Maybe you're right. Yep, you're right with the H and the blue mark. I absolutely the blue mark. You got to be more. You got to be more intelligible. Uh, yes, the one that. where his <laughs> from from our sitting point right now, his finger right there is that hell. What it, what is what does that say across? It's, I see the H and I see the L. At the oh, very hell. Yes, help. So backwards, I, on my, it's uh, backwards on my screen, but it's it says help, and it's called that's a um, hood in the hood in the hood. 
hood in the hood in the hood. So I absolutely oh, I love this, in, this yeah. artwork. Um, how long have you been doing art? Really? Oh, well, my, all my life. I wanted to be an artist. I never wanted to be an actor. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a stand-up comedian and an artist. That's it. I, if you go to my website, thereallarryhankin.com, yeah. uh, you can see I got 40 or 50 of the, uh, my art there. They're, they're all, most of it's on T-shirts, too. These are salon prints. They're they're like museum prints, okay. but they're on T-shirts. These are on T-shirts, and the rest of the forty, some of them are on T-shirts. You can order order I, T-shirts. So wait, I can I can I can get the the help shirt on LarryHankin.com. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I have I have two. I'm gonna buy one. I'm just saying yeah, because honestly, that is a really sick idea. So. Oh, uh, oh! I did well. I got it in the other room. Yeah, there's I the that one is the most popular, and then I have an elephant, just a, an elephant. I painted yeah. an elephant. I call well, dibs are, on that. They're the prints, but I have a print of an elephant. That, that. That's another popular one, and then the rest are you know. So I have a uh, quick question for you as well, um, Larry. Okay, um, I'll give you I, a quick answer. Hopefully, yeah, real real quick. <laughs> All right, we got thirty seconds. Okay, quick. Um, ah, so. As a as a, a comedian as well, I know like a lot of I mean I've seen a lot of like podcasts as well for comedians that are in the in the business as well. Um, being a comedian and performing in front of people, how stressful is that? Especially when you're first starting out as Good a comedian, point. like it, that the, the heckling and everything else is like is it stressful? And it comes from a point of like learning. It, as ha- well? it, it was stressful once I became professional. Professional. I, I was opening for you know like Kingston Trio and Miles Davis. Oh you know, wow! Was, shit! Wow! wow. I did like clubs, the Playboy clubs. Yeah. Uh, th- those are the most stressful randomly. Yeah. Not not in the beginning at all because I started in Greenwich Village in coffee houses and you get like five. It's open mic nights. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So in open yep. mic nights you get five minutes. And the open mic nights audiences are the best audience in the world because they're not there to be entertained. They're there to see their friend get up on stage. Yep. So okay. they will not boo you or heckle you because you'll just come off the stage and heckle their friend. So, <laughs> so, right. so is, that, is that where you tried new, uh, new jokes? I mean, new material throughout your entire career. I mean, like you have the open nights, you're, you're not expecting a boo. Is that where you is that where you practiced? Well, that's where most comedians do it. I, I became yeah. an actor early on, but what what ha- what happens is the, the the process is you get up, you do your five minutes, your three minutes, and you work it out. You test new material. I just would talk. I, I yeah. don't write uh, jokes. Right. So I would just talk. And But I'd get up the next night. Or what you do is you go the rounds. You go to this coffee house, then you go to that coffee house, and then you come back. Yeah. So, you know, you, you sign up in each coffee place later, 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 later. And All by one the night? Midnight, you come back to the first place. So you do like five or six sets a night. Holy shit. That's, Holy that's shit. a lot. So that well, that's in Greenwich Village because Greenwich Village is just ten blocks, so you can just do it. Mm-hmm. If you're out on the road, no, you can't. No, you, you yeah. have. No. So here's, shows a night, here's what I did. Yeah. So you work out, you work out your first, your five minutes. You remember the jokes that you, you the laughs you got. You put that in, and then you, and then what you do is you save. You start off the first two minutes with the new stuff. And you save the last three minutes for the laughs that you got last night. 
and then you just move them up and you just keep going like that. So, and then you save them. So finally all these you put together and you got 20 minutes. That's what you go out on the road with. And then on the road, how you work it out is you, the first two minutes on new stuff, and then you just move up, move it up. You got 20 minutes. So you got two minutes and 18 minutes, and then you got two new two minutes, 18 minutes. And then you got, uh, a after full about set, what? a full set, six times two, six times three, yeah. and you got a new eighteen minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like that. You just move it up, and uh, that's how you that's how you work it. So I and mean, that's great. This is a, yeah. So there's to the answer to your question. No, the beginning. I am going after. I, I'm writing a book now on my life in show business. Yeah. What's I'm that book called? Being an actor. I can't take the the tension of memorizing lines. Yeah, I no. work for friends if they give me the. I mean, I can memorize a whole speech on mm-hmm. one page if you give me, you know, a week to memorize it. But yeah. movies don't work that way, you know. Right. Get down there right now. It's right quotas, down. Quotas, quotas, you need quotas. that. You need that phrase fast, exactly how that director pictured now. you saying this, and then you need to be perfect on that spot. That's a lot of stress, man. And and now you're now you're developing. You're developing, you know, uh, content. What 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 is the what is the name of what you're working on right now? I would love to watch. Well, I don't. Well, I don't. I don't name anything that I write until yeah. I finish writing it because I want to read it to see what I wrote, and yeah. so I can name it. And that's fair. I don't. That's one hundred percent fair. I, I don't yeah. write to a name. I name what I wrote. Uh, so I'm writing about the time from the time that I was in high school. Uh, yeah, time I was in high school all the way through to say uh, about uh, two, uh, four years ago when I got out of. I don't act anymore, except for friends. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I write now. So when I'm finished writing, um, I'm writing about all the movies that I made. Uh, what, what happened on the set? They're like the stories that I just told you about Clint Eastwood, about this or Break, about yep. that. Bad and all that. And other then stuff. what I want to do is go back on the road as a stand-up comedian and use all the material that I wrote in the book. And I have another book that's already out there called The Dossier uh the dossier no wait the loopholes dossier it's a book of satires it's uh I already not about it. let me it's, it's from from an stuff. outside perspective i already love the name like i'm just gonna go out and say that i think that is oh, a fantastic loop dossier. Dossier. It's, it's i think that is a cool fantastic yeah. name it's got a bite to it not gonna Ooh. lie <laughs> yeah well it's, i wrote it for you guys it's not popular the, yeah. uh, because uh, <laughs> i designed the book cover and it's a bad book cover and i named the book and, and it's not a catchy name but the the contents are really funny it's it's a satire it's a satire on uh fables i got seven yeah. uh fables that are satires and then i got the loopholes dossier is the name of a political satire about a president who gets uh, um, kicked out of office and then his life after that. Yeah. And then um, uh, and then the last one is uh, how to be a how to be homeless. It's how to, uh, be, how to be homeless. How to be it. which I'm good. That's that's the one I want to take on the road. Yeah. It's really yeah, great because yeah, I was absolutely. homeless for like a year. Really. So really? I got all the ins um, and outs of how to be homeless. What, what, this what part of your life oh, was that yeah. on? Which part of your life um, when I was occur? in the committee? Uh, so that was right before I came to Hollywood, before I became a movie actor. Oh, okay. wow. Uh, so I was in Second City and then the committee. While I was in the committee, 
uh, I was living on a houseboat, which is just, it wasn't a houseboat. It was a landing barge, you know, on, on Omaha beach, you know, and the thing comes down and all the soldiers yep, yep. come out and mowed yep. down by the Germans. Yep. Oh, that boat. I was, I was living on that boat. Wow. That's a, somebody that's a... had whitewashed the inside, just like, like a landing barge on Omaha and they built a, a roof on it, if you know, wood sides, wood roof and they cut out windows and i lived in there for 150 dollars a month and i left for two months and didn't pay the rent because i didn't know the address of a boat on on in the bay how do you figure that out how do you figure out where i would row in and and pay the 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 owner who lived on the dock so i would just row in pay him in cash her pay her in cash and row back out so there was no address it was a junkyard I was living in a junkyard. Uh, I, I was living offshore of a junkyard, but the boats were, there was 10 boats out, out in the bay, $150 a month with a wire to the, to the dock. And that was your electricity. You that, know, honestly, it doesn't, doesn't sound too bad. It doesn't sound like the worst situation, honestly. <laughs> no. Like, it sounds oh, kind of like the life. Man? You try, you wake up in the morning and you hear your name. Hey, Larry. And you look out your window and your friends are outside swimming, wanting you to join them. I mean, that's great, man. I would love as a, uh, as a person that grew up in the Midwest where oceans are not abundant, that would actually be really interesting and fun. I tell you what the great thing about living on that boat, that particular scow, that, that landing barge was, was, um, bringing i was in the committee so i was working at night and i had a motorcycle no i didn't have a motorcycle i had, I had a, a, a volkswagen bus oh, you know nice. those old nice. old uh, wood know, panel everything one, the classic green bus nice. i'm actually a, uh, i'm actually a volkswagen so technician i worked in the committee and what i would do is you know every once in a while i would take home a a, a girl a, a woman a lady a female from the the audience you know hey you want to go to my house you know i live on a boat Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Let's do it. So I, arrested her. Yeah. Let's do it. They either <laughs> followed me in their car or they rode with me, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And I would pull up and then I'd say, and, and I would be pulling into a junkyard. And then they would go, where Whoa. are we going? Wait, <laughs> Whoa, am Wait, I about to be murdered loaded. right now? Or? You know, and first of all, my going to work clothes is, you know, jeans and a T-shirt, you know, and a jacket. Yeah. That's how you go to work and you change and you, you go on stage. It's improv. But g- women coming, the girls coming to the, they get dressed up, you know, you know, black dress, pearls, you know, mm-hmm. hair the done. Nine. So now I'm driving into a junkyard with this, you know, <laughs> pearls. So you have this, they... you have this fine dime in front of seat, and you pull up into a junkyard, and they're like, "What's this?" And you're like, "This is home." <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's not home. I'm, I'm not. I'm going into a junkyard. I'm not home yet. We're at the so water. We're driving through, and we're not finished. You like so buy they're your getting mailbox more right and now. more weirded out. And then I pull up to the dock and I get to a rowboat and I say, get in the rowboat. That Where are we wow, going? A, that would do it for me. 
uh, out to that's that a, boat out there. That's a whole. Really? <laughs> I, I just gotta say, is a, for for the woman involved, that is a whole other point of no return. It's like, do I get in the boat or not? <laughs> and do I get know, in this boat and help row or not? <laughs> like, what is that I mean, the end of this journey? <laughs> every once in a while, um, you know, no, I gotta tell you that though that's the the situation you're going through a junkyard you know she's all dressed up she's and i'm da, da, da. so they're tense okay and you can tell they're tense and i know they're tense and i know right. they're going to be tense right. i know the situation so i'm i'm trying to be calm and kind and tell them what the scene no you know it's it's okay i'm okay you've seen me on the stage i'm a professional you know so most of the time it's it's fine they get in the robot but but now I'm rowing out. It's not a it's not a fancy rowboat. It's an it's a old park lake rowboat. So we have, we have wow. we have the two dowels right here, and we're sitting there. We're actually we're pumping through this. I mean that's that's yeah. pretty much so, what we're doing. Hey, I just gotta ask. So real I'm, quick. Rowing, I'm rowing out, and you can tell as I get near the boat, the the, the tension starts to build up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, uh, once. Okay, and then they get on board and they see it's, you know, it's, it's just a house. legitimate thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But every once in a while, there is, a, a, I didn't do it too many times, man, but once in a while, a, a, a woman a girl would freak out. I mean, you could, you could, oh, yeah. no, so, did let's you ever turn around? Let's go back. I don't want to do, do this. I'm not feeling Come safe. Was there, a, was there ever a moment in your night where you're like, you're checking out a fine dame at a club, doing your stand up comedy, and you're like, just in the middle of your set earlier, just whenever, just thinking in your head, like, how am I going to get her in the rowboat? <laughs> <laughs> but how am I going to get no, her in the boat? That's coming over the bridge. Coming over okay. the bridge. Okay. Yeah, that's the first thing. Okay, now, what's the speed? Well, I had it down. By the by the time uh, I, it started to bother me, I had to pat her down. Yeah. So I no, I got you, man. Yeah. Understandable. I, I'm not hating on the game at all. Dude, I appreciate no. it. I respect I the fuck out of it. you, dude. It's wrong I respect game. the fuck out that of you. That robot game. <laughs> Damn. But it was it was incredible. It was it was I mean, yeah, that was that was the most I don't know. Uh, it, it's it's a, it's a highlight of my life. The, the robo, the robo thing is, I, uh, yeah, it's just great storytelling for the rest of your life, basically with that one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, those definitely some memorable moments for sure. <laughs> you think you think? And then you the, I'm, I'm sure the stories they told once they got back to their girlfriends was amazing. Oh, like, yeah, yeah I, met, I met this guy at a club, and they made me get on a boat, and we rode to the ship where he lived. It was amazing. Ah, dude, man. Honestly, that is that is something that I wish I could live. Like, honestly, just a, a boat off of sea. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I wish I could live off of land, honestly, to know what it's like to be just free. Just free. You could see how much we, we hate living in, in Iowa here. I'm not Honestly. Oh, yeah. Larry, it's, don't it's come to Iowa. No, no, we love you. We respect you. Don't come to Iowa. It's come definitely to um, don't not do it. the most. Um, not a good well, I don't think there's space. any safe place anymore. Oh, I mean, no. you know, I've had conversations with people about, you know, where are you going to move to Yeah. when the shit hits the fan? There's not many places. I There's a couple oh, where rich people go. There's a an island, some of the Aleutians, I think, or someplace. 
But there isn't, I mean, I don't know what the shit is going to be, but it's going to hit the fan. Whatever it is, it's yeah. going to come down. One and then you're going to go, well, maybe Ohio is pretty good. Maybe New York is not so Larry, maybe you have Florida. my number. If you ever need to come to Iowa, come on through, brother. Listen, I got man. I got a whole jazz house. The basement will occasionally flood, but we'll 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 keep it nice for you. We'll keep you I don't even know what he's there. talking about, yeah. but you well, have a whole well, home. You don't, you don't have to worry about uh, uh, the climate change of the ocean. See, I live, about, I live two blocks from the beach. I was yep. gonna so say, I got to worry about the water. You have to worry about earthquakes too in California. They're very and earthquakes and fire. I mean, like I say, it's not like uh, you know, it's not all earthquakes, fires, and millennials. I'm telling you. An earthquake? Have you been in an earthquake over there on California? Um, The earthquakes have stopped, uh, but uh, when I first moved here, yeah, in the in the 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 80s the 80s was i was in two major earthquakes yeah it's scary man. uh and i had a i mean the elevator i lived in an apartment house uh and there was an elevator on the outside you know the elevator was on the outside yeah yeah, yeah. well the earthquake was so bad that uh the elevator just fell off the building that's oh, how just straight up fell off <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. And, like, and I had a stairs. fish tank. I had a 60-gallon fish tank. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was a massive fish tank. You oh, weren't wow. messing around. And wow. uh, the fish tank was a couple of feet behind the couch. The couch faced a, in the old days, they had, um, you know, a TV sectional. It was kind of a bookcase that you had your, your TV set yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, have, we, have, we have, like, the, like, the, it's like a, it's like a fireplace, and then you have like the bookshelves on the side. Yeah, it was a one piece yeah. piece of furniture. Yeah. Okay, so that was against the wall. The couch faced that because there was a TV set in it, and then behind it, about uh, four feet, was a sixty-gallon fish tank full of fish. You so know. Big. Okay, so the earthquake <laughs> hit in the middle of the night with just a jolt, just yep. bam, and my friend was sleeping on the couch. And I could, there was nothing, it goes bam, and then a shaking started as the, the earth started to, you know, separate, you know, go like this. So, as, it, as it does, right? Doing <laughs> yeah. Naturally, of course. So I was in my bed, in the bedroom, and my bed was shaking around the room. It was just going like <laughs> Yeah, fucking wide up. And I was riding my bed, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, and I... then it stopped. And so I, I immediately said, "Hey, you know, uh, um, who was who was sleeping in the the other Howard? Howard, uh, you know, are you okay? You know, I hear." A... And he goes, "Yeah, but I nearly died. Thank God for your cat. I had a cat. <laughs> I walked. I walked yeah. into the." living room what was left of it it was a, a mess but howard was standing how he was standing up and he had the cat but what had happened was and this because uh, he was staying there for like two or three days so this was like the, th- the the third day the cat would sleep on his chest because the cat would sleep on the couch so he was sleeping on the couch so the couch would sleep on his chest and he didn't mind it it's it fine it was a kitten okay so when he said, when the earthquake, that big jolt, about a second before the jolt hit, the cat woke up 
and dug its claws into his chest. Oh, that's one hell of an alarm clock. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank God, because he woke up with such a, you know, ah, he jumped out of the couch and the fish tank and the television settee or whatever it was blew up and crashed on the couch. He would have been crushed, man. Wow. The, the the tank was uh, the glass was all over the couch and the, all the books in the shelf was leaning on the couch. Thank God wow. for the so kitty. Was, <laughs> say, so the like, cat saved his life. Now you're missing a houseboat at that point. We had to get out of the building because, uh, you know, uh, apartment houses, m- maybe nowadays, but then they, they have water tanks on the top of the roof. Yep. Yeah. And yep. that water tank exploded and the water poured down the oh. the. Um, the, 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 co- complex. the stairways, the, the escapes, the emergency stairways. Damn. So we had to go down because you couldn't use the elevator. It was gone, man. So we had to walk down the stairways and, and the stairways was water. was like a waterfall coming, coming down and people were trapped. Oh, and I got to just tell you this. There was an atrium. The building had an atrium. You know what an atrium is? It's like, out, oh, yeah. like a lookout area. It's, it's, a, it's a center. The yep. building is built around. Yep. Yep. And the, the center is just bare. Hollow. So it goes, up it goes to, the, to the sky. Yep. There's a bare square. Okay. Well, um, the people on the first floor have window, uh, open, open windows, you know, door windows, you know, like that. Yep. Out into the atrium. So you could put a, you know, the sun comes down. You can put a, chair out there and sit in the sun or talk or go across to your other neighbor well the building caved in oh oh shit so so all the doors on the first floor including out that way and out to the hallway were smashed down yeah so nobody could get out of their out of their apartments they couldn't open the door because it was smashed down from the floor above. So how'd they get and they out? They couldn't get out to the atrium because there's no way to get out of the building if it caves in. And so uh, I think what happened was they broke the glass of the window into the atrium and there was an alleyway, I guess, for garbage and stuff or something. And they yep. just escaped in time. But the building was destroyed. So yes, I've been in earthquakes. But not since wow. the eighties have I've been in one. That's nice. So <laughs> I, I have I've honestly wanted to refrain from talking about this because I'm sure you hear a lot about it. Like Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Okay. Billy Madison, you are crazy Carl. I wanna hear the crazy Carl Eric laugh. Do you do you remember it? <laughs> crazy Carl Eric laugh? What? <laughs> can I can I get the weasel laugh? I want I want the least he, he's looking at you like you're crazy. No, man. he's not doing it, dude. He's like, nah. He's doing it. Nah, exactly. <laughs> so what was, what was it? What Why was do it we like, hire him? <laughs> what was it like on, on, on Billy Madison? I know I mean, he hired me. You you are you were um you were the um I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm taking this, the air out of all. <laughs> no, 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 you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. No, okay. you're fine. You're no, fine. I don't do that. I just don't do that. Exactly. Yeah. No, you're fine. fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're I, fine. I will just say without a doubt that you are the saving grace of Billy Madison. Um, you were kind of the um, like anti-hero. You were the, you were the, you were the saving grace of that movie. I mean, you were, like, you were with, the chaotic good person of that movie. It's like we had, if we had Adam you know, Sandler take that fucking role, it would have been a fucking shit show. You massive shit saved show. the account, uh, the the the, uh, the company, hotel, the, yeah, the Madison you, Hotel yeah, chain. You, you saved in the it. company. You were in Single control. Handily. Of it. 
at the I, end. Honestly, um, I, I, uh, I I'm not into uh, uh, Adam Sandler's humor uh, at yeah. all. It's too I'm childish. I'm the same way. Like, I can't do but, it. But he owns Hollywood. Adam Sandler. Yeah, he does. He's he's definitely made a name for himself. Uh, he's um, he stood out on his own. Exhibition. But he's an actor. As a good, a- he's yeah. a good actor. He's a great actor. Serious roles. He's a very yeah. good. Actor. I, I I think the yeah like like uh uh I mean for me uh, like uh, they, these guys love love uncut Andy gems. Schindler, but, but I, I uncut, uh, gems. Oh, uncut gems and then uh, I actually really did like um, punch drunk drunk love. Yeah, I thought that was uh, really any good. any serious role. He's fine, yeah. man. Yeah. It's just his humor. So he I was never I was never a fan. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm fucking talking. Yeah. So he is yeah. a very very strong method actor, and <laughs> I'm not gonna say this podcast doesn't appreciate method actors because uh, Jim Carrey's a fucking thing. Well, yeah. I mean, and it's I mean, he definitely yeah. had a persona that he would take on acting in the early '90s, to where he kind of yeah. stuck to a character more or less that had we're, a lot of. We're elements. also looking at it as an audience perspective and like audience perspective. And first of all, like Adam Sandler and it was kind of something I skipped over Adam Sandler and, um, uh, everybody loves the step Rose, the guy from step Rose, Will Ferrell. Yeah. I just, those, those two, not, not that I think they're, they're bad. I just never the biggest man. He is amazing. I'm I'm not ready. These these guys love you. I'm not a huge fan of of Adam. I mean, I, I like, I like, um, I like I, I like certain works from Adam Sandler and Will Ferrell, but a lot of their stuff that everybody like quotes and everything was never really my 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 thing. I I just like I I never really enjoyed it. I don't know. I think we're better friends. It's now, it's, it's fine. It's all a matter of taste. A lot of people don't like me. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know? well, I'll be okay. the first to say that it's everybody just... here likes you. Oh like yeah, all crazy four of Carl. Us. We yeah. are here for you, Charlie Butts, dude. You are oh, a yeah. man. Well, I mean, it's it's um. I, yeah, I was watching. Uh, have you guys ever heard of? Uh, there's a new comedian out now. That's, uh, I, I'm a big fan of it. Called Drew Michael. He's I on have, HBO. That sounds no, familiar. I, not, no. I can't really put a face. He's new. He's no, I, I've never heard of him before. I just picked up on him uh, this week. But he's really cool. But uh, but just to the to the point we're talking about, uh, he started to diss um, uh, that the late night guy, uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. He just ripped Jimmy Fallon a new asshole. Yeah, and uh, cool. uh, oh, okay. I, I thought, I wow, how un- unfair of Drew Michael to do that. I don't like Jimmy F- Fallon either, but he did it so well. Like, oh, yeah, man, go for it. Uh, you know, if you're, it does, in other words, humor to me, it's not who you're attacking, it's how you're attacking. That, yeah, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. If it's an intelligent attack, of, uh, you know, your favorite comedian or your favorite politician. If it's intelligent, I'll go along with it. I, I think yeah. uh, I don't one of the biggest attacks on Jimmy Fallon has always been how, like, out of character he Dude, is. Dude, he looks at roles. the screen the entire fucking yeah. time. Looks you guys, the are, well, you guys are laughing the worst. in between his lines. Well, and this he, is stuff like we'll that. never get it's Jimmy a, Fallon. I it's, <laughs> a, it, it's a very, no, I'm serious. It's a very common trope of Worth making fun of him. Worth the shot. And I think he owns that in himself. Is that like you know even Family Guy made a joke about it in like 2003, you know what I'm saying? Like where like the whole skit with him and Meg like having sex on yeah. Saturday Night yeah. Live or whatever. It's just yeah. like he can't stay in character because he's too focused on the fact that he's being filmed. We have somebody yeah. like yeah, 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 we have exactly. somebody like you on the air. He's on all the time. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly. I was gonna say because we have somebody who needs that. that? 
I can't stand no. that. I, I'm sorry. Like I was talking to a couple coworkers at uh, at nighttime, and they had no idea about the Man on the Moon. Uh, Man on the Moon with Jim Carrey. He was very on all the fucking that was, time. That was a very. There's a whole documentary about him. I actually, being that's what I'm talking part about. Part of that movie. Is yeah. Him, it's um. Who who is it? Uh, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Oh, literally, and, he and, literally pretends the whole entire time through that production he that he is Andy Kaufman. And, he goes to his daughter and acts like he's the father. I don't. I don't appreciate that kind of. I mean, as much as it, it de- dives deep. Into well, that we situation. also don't know the world. Like, like Larry, you, you've obviously lived in in that world as well, and it's like. I mean, you know, from an out, of course, like I said, we're, we're more audience perspectives. None of us are actors in any sense of the word at all. No, we're <laughs> um, no But uh, I mean, the big thing too is like, if if you're okay sharing it as well, like your thought on like, I mean, whenever somebody loses themselves in a the role, I understand it's like it becomes your career, your work. You, you know what I mean? But like, I feel like certain times with method acting, it's just. It's too much pretentious in a too sense. Much. Is that it's is that much. is that what you feel? Have you ever dealt with method actors in that sense? And you don't have to give names, well, obviously. Okay, uh, I'll give you a uh, okay I'll, directly. When I was on Escape from Alcatraz, this yeah. uh, on the first day of, of of work, I showed up and I said, "Take me to my cell." And and I'd done some research about being in jail. Yeah, you know. Okay. Right. Yeah. But I'm not an actor, and I don't really do backstories. But I thought, okay, I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. So I brought some equipment with me uh, to, to, to uh, that that prisoners might have. So I, the, my first day, I asked, "But where's my cell? Where's Charlie Butts' cell?" They took me to it, and they said, "Okay, I just want to sit here. Want to just check it out, get into the character." Okay. So what I brought was I brought a couple of. Uh, magazines i brought the national geographics got yep. about three national geographics and some pinups from calendars calendar girl pinups so i was cutting them out and brought scissors and tape so i'm sitting in my cell my first day I just arrived and i go to my cell and i'm cutting out pictures and i'm pasting them on the wall i'm all alone they're shooting somewhere else way far away i'm all alone i'm pasting them up and I look up, and there's Clint Eastwood outside my cell, staring through the bars. And he just, I don't know how long he was there. And I look, and I'm crafts going well. And he's just staring at me. It's like, and he so goes, you're having fun. What are you doing? There, huh? And I go, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm cutting out pictures. Why? Well, I'm a prisoner. I'm, I'm playing Charlie Butts, and I'm going to hang the pinups on the wall, just like prisoners. Yeah. You a method actor? <laughs> Wait, are you saying that's what he no. asked you? He no. asked you for a method yeah, that's what he said. That's all he said. What are wow. you doing? And are you a method actor? And I said, no, I'm just doing this. Yeah. I don't like method actors. I don't like them And he either. walked away. No. Like, oh, oh yeah. no. Oh, I like method actors. <laughs> like for that's, a very, that's a very intimidating moment to be faced. Yeah, like, man. Know, I mean, the first day, actor. and he's the star, and all my scenes are with him. I knew that. And I go, holy cow, how do I get out of this? I mean, yeah. I just, you know, I'm an innocent kid, and I wasn't even, hadn't even started, you know. And he's, they said, and then another time, I had another fallout with him, and, and I thought, oh, man, that's two. I'm, you know, it just... Yeah. Uh, so, oh, and, oh, and two right now. Method actor. Here's what I think about method acting. It's very simple and very easy. Yeah. yeah. In the role, do you believe it or not 
I don't give a fuck how you got there. My <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. My man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Some people just, I would, I have been talking to actors where they're going, blah, blah, blah. You were talking, you know, you're up, you're up next. Yeah, 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 I know. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, you're in the scene. Blah, blah, blah. Boom. Bam. And he just, boom, it like that. Punches it out, yeah. Brian, Brian Cranston is like that. I'll be Brian talking Cranston? to him, you know, honestly. Really? He just steps in the scene and he's there. Dude, Other I mean, people have yeah. to, you know, I have to. I'm not a method actor. I just have to get quiet because my mind is going all the time. I just have to yeah. shut totally my mind down. Exactly what you're saying right now. So yeah. I cannot talk to you before I walk on a, into a scene or an audition. So I sit there when I audition. I'm just quiet, and everybody else is talking to one another, and they think I'm weird. But it, this is what I got to do. I'm you're sorry. Thinking, you're you know. thinking about your role. So from uh, a dyslexic to another dyslexic, uh, <laughs> it is literally just us processing the fact that we have to say these words it, it is uh it is a standpoint of of how we interpret that character i mean honestly i am a huge fan and i am even a bigger fan because you're dyslexic because honestly <laughs> like, I am we're somebody... struggling together <laughs> well hold on, hold on have a big following yeah, yeah that they do <laughs> but they do. i i i lead this group i lead this i lead this entire podcast i've got three other shows and i i sit there and it comes to me when it's like hey read this story and it's like Fuck you guys! I I'm gonna step outside and smoke for five seconds. So it's like yeah. you're trusting the guy that um, mix up numbers and words to read. This you whole do what story. you have to do to do what <laughs> you have to do. And like I've got the I, I don't want to say I have the most drive when it comes to men of the misfortune. It's about power. It's about power. <laughs> it's about it's about how much I trust these guys. And honestly, Larry, from this interview, I have never loved you <laughs> as an actor. More than before, because I am honestly, just, because you are a role model now. You are yeah, a role model for absolutely. me. Gosh, you, you, you jump just, on, I'm just jump so on more. happy. I'm just so happy <laughs> that I can share such an intimate moment with you know an actor in many Hollywood film productions that I've shared slow, such a fucking close like understanding with as far as like the characters and who they are. Like it's it's surreal, honestly. Like it's, I love this. It's hard this, for me to fathom this, this that our, like this is actually happening. This is yeah, our yeah, biggest are, interview are we've ever had. Me being in my characters that you can't figure out yeah. how deep I go no, into. No, it doesn't matter. I, I've, understood the figures. I mean, yeah. I've understood the figures. I've understood the figures. Question, you know? Yeah. You just like I said, do it, yeah. you know, you know, you Escape from Alcatraz, uh, Crazy Carl, um, Breaking Bad. You know, those are the three biggest ones for me. Yep. And you've always just been the chaotic good neutral person exactly there you have been exactly. the ultimate support character through all of those things and even and even, even front man too front man as well to be proud of in, in in its own respective ways as well honestly when i when i see a movie with you in it uh i i honestly i can't appreciate enough what you've put it towards the industry i mean you yourself Okay, I'll t- I'll take it. But good. Yeah, I was about to say. I was like, <laughs> take, you, it, take it because honestly, ego boost for the day, guys. Gosh, honestly, you're all right. take it. No, take no, it. No, I'm just, As the leader <laughs> of this group, take it. Like we we love you. We we want to let you know we oh, love thank you, you very we much. Yeah, you. I, I do my well. Here's the one thing I can say towards that is that I just I tr- my my mantra is I just try to do my best if there's film yeah. in the camera. Hey, I just really have done your best. I want to do yeah. good work. 
Larry. I don't care if you like it or not. I want to do a good thing. Larry, I just want to say, Larry, your best is enough. Yeah, and it's all right. it's all right though. I mean, at times. <laughs> Fuck you, know. you Dan. <laughs> nah, you know, I mean, you know, he was a little pitchy at that one part. <laughs> well, I will dance fired. Yeah. Don't mind. Don't mind. Fuck this guy right here. You have to take the good with the bad. Of course. I mean, well, of course, of course, nobody's perfect, and like, I think there's learning roles with everything. Uh, it jumping into things as well. I think you learn a lot. Especially because yeah. um, you when you when you started out like your first role, what was your first role? I I, I can't. I mean, I get, we, we, sometimes we, we, it's not de- even recorded. We've definitely we've definitely fought between the two of us on Le- what was your oh, first. Yeah, role. Yeah, like, been... what what is your first like? Would you say is your first role that you really were like? I want to I want to do this. Like I, I would love to, to acting is my movie role or what? Uh, it doesn't like, matter. Yeah, movie, it doesn't matter. Or just in role. Yeah, like it could be Broadway as well. It, it doesn't matter if it's if it's acting. If it's just a small time, like, hey, how you going? Uh, or if it's actually an actual role. I mean, either way. Yeah. I mean, what is that thing that inspired you to become? That's a good way to say it. it something that you inspired you. Right well, now. I, I do know uh, this about myself, and I believe it. Everybody has it, but I learned it because of, I kept, became aware of it because I was learning uh, the guitar, and I noticed yep. w- w- one thing about learning the gu- guitar, and that is that uh, the strumming was okay. It was the, f- the, the fingering of the chords. That's that's the hard part, getting the, the fingers on the right strings. Yeah, absolutely. And um, to learn that, to learn like A, E, B, sevens, I, I, in the beginning, I would have to watch my fingers and place my fingers on the right strings and then I noticed that the more I looked at my fingers to get the right placements, the harder or the longer it took me to learn. But if I just didn't pay any attention to my fingers, yeah. I could play A, E, seventh. So I found out, wait, there's two me's. There's the conscious me and there's the aware subconscious me. Yeah. The one where once you finally play the guitar, you don't look at your hands at all. What the fuck is that? I could not. In other have words, you're not paying attention, and your cans are playing A, B, seventh, E, and you're strumming, and you're not. You're looking out there. So I brought that to acting, and I said, Ah, there's two things going on. When I try to be undyslexic to memorize, blah blah blah. But if I just lay it down, and just relax, and don't try. Try is the enemy. Yeah. Uh, if I don't try and I just let it go in and as long as it takes, you know, but I've noticed that the more I relax and not rely on my consciousness, but on my subconscious, my unconscious, whatever you want to call it, that other thing that keeps my fingers hitting the same, the right chords without like looking at memory. it helps me yep. memorize lines. So there's two things going on and I don't question it. I so the, to answer your question about the role, something in me, not my conscious mind, wants me to do it, and my conscious mind starts to take over where I get bored real fast and I don't want to be here anymore. Yep. I don't want to do this, yep. uh, and I have to let, I have to drop that. Yeah. Uh, the one particular one is uh, uh, Billy Madison. I didn't want to be there. I didn't like Adam. I didn't like the set. Yeah. I didn't like what the jokes were. Uh, so I just had to just relax and let it 
happened. Go. Yeah. You know, and I was fine. Uh, but it was tough not uh, not <laughs> saying like, something. Not sense. liking uh, <laughs> Carl. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like Carl. Yeah. I mean consciously I didn't like Carl. I didn't like what Billy Madison was using Carl for. Yeah. Would you say you had much of a voice as to how you wanted your character to be in that movie? Or were you just kind of running through at that time? Were you just kind of going I, through the motions? Uh, frankly, I just wanted to be in... I'll tell you, uh, it's really hard, man, because you're getting down into subconscious drives. Yeah. I didn't want to be... I wanted to be in that movie because my best friend was directing that movie and he got fired in the middle of it and that's wow. when my wow. in the middle of it i didn't even know that was a thing that happened with that movie yeah i see i wanted to be in it because wow. i wanted to meet adam sandler because he was king of ha he was king of comedy and i wanted to hand him a screenplay that i had written yeah so i figured now let me in the movie i didn't want to be carl i just wanted to be in the movie yeah. so that was my conscious drive my friend, who was the director at the time, who hired me, said, you got to cut off your hair. Carl has short hair, and I wouldn't do it. So yeah. I said, you got to put me in a movie, and I don't want to cut my hair. The guy who sells, you know, that uh, that uh, shampoo stuff, he's got long hair. A lot of businessmen in those days had ponytails. I said, yeah. let me be a businessman with a ponytail. Carl yeah. has a ponytail. He said, no, cut your hair off, or you're not in the movie. And I was saying, you have to put my in put me in the movie you're my best friend <laughs> that was my rule you're my best friend so you have to put me in the movie yeah so he said no i'm your best friend and i'm not putting you in the movie unless you cut your hair and so i cut my hair and then he gave me the role of carl so carl had nothing to do with me being in the movie i cut my hair that's mm -hmm. why i was in the movie and then when i was doing carl now i'm in the movie i have to like carl so that was a subconscious thing. So I just did what I thought Carl would be. And every time I was in a scene with Adam, like when he made me do that laugh, that was Adam making me do my that laugh. I didn't really. I You know what? Now I appreciate that even more. Honestly, if, if you're not going to do it because because of Adam, that makes me appreciate you even more honestly well there there's also like a, a and, and i and i well i mean i did like a deep dive because I, I was trying to understand the um i guess the world behind like adam sandler the movies and everything else like that and like he in a sense he is uh, so also, like a co a co producer of a, most of his movies. He's the movies focal nowadays. point of the movie and how it turns but out. But it's so like, childish. He he he, he pushes childish. through a lot of movies. And if I'm not mistaken, now I heard this in an interview, and I I don't know if this is true or this is slander. Allegedly. And, but basically, like a lot of like the movies, like after all of his like I guess the cult classics that people remember, um, a lot of the movies where he has like a lot of the same people in it. There are a lot of his friends, and he'd go to an island, spend a lot of money, do a lot of uh, advertisements, yeah. and it would be a write-off, a tax write-off. Yeah. He'd be able to have a movie with a bunch of his friends and write it off. Yeah. Is, oh, he's like saying, yeah, yeah too. So, <laughs> so that is true. So it is. Yeah. I, and I heard that, and I didn't know if that was like a thing. And I mean, re I guess respect for doing it, in a sense, maybe? No, <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with me. Yeah, I'm yeah. giving you my opinion, and my opinion is based on critical thinking and things that help me or the world. 
I don't yeah. care about what his motivation is. Yeah, fucking he, either. I don't get anything from his movies except when he does serious roles yep. and they're written for him and they're written because they have content in the writing. Yep. And that's yeah. what he's doing. Adam Sandler to me has no content. No, There's I actually thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you. My grandpa. Well, you, guys, you. you guys said that you my, love all this stuff, though. Get out of here. My, uh, now, I no, no, wait a minute. Hang on a second. I hold actually want to say. Um, oh yeah. Recently, I found out, not even a few days ago, that um, a friend of my grandfather's. My grandfather is an <coughs> iron worker union. He's the kind of guy that you see in the pictures building towers in Chicago, and stuff like that. Through like you know the Great Depression, you know like the industrial. The, the industrial age stuff like that um, he has a friend that is actually in the union they used to be a writer for adam sandler like really? that's what he would do no for saturday night live is he was he was the, he was that guy that would write the jokes for adam sandler rough well yeah, from what, i know i was gonna say rough <laughs> yeah <laughs> rough oh wait, wait, wait let me let me clear up one thing <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay, well, I, what, what's uh, I can't, what's your name? The, the guy who just Riley. Asked the Riley. Yeah, yeah, Riley. Riley. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. What's your name? What, Riley. What's your name? Riley Wallen. That is my name. Riley. Yep. R- Riley with the green, with the green. Oh, that's, that's, short. that's Daniel. No, Daniel. That's Daniel. That, I'm, Daniel. I'm yes. Riley. I'm talking to Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What made you? Uh, have matching socks and cards on your microphone. Oh God, God <laughs> damn, now, dude! Here's holy shit! Right, hold up. Now, now, now we're getting in the thick of it. Okay, all right. So, I, I, I actually own an audio business, uh, a professional audio business that runs sound around here. And first of all, I like to try to dress pretty well. Now, you see on these mics here, and obviously, audio listeners in the time they didn't know what we were doing. I told them not to get condenser mics. They got condenser mics. They had no pop filters. We threw on beer koozies. We got beer koozies, and they're matching my socks, and that just happened. <laughs> that's, okay. That's really so what happened. Here's my point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so here's my point. Um, that's great or not great. I don't care. Yeah. I have no interest in whether your socks are green and that's green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As, a, as a, a point to make a point, and that is that because – Adam Sandler has no content at all Correct. for me. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter that you like him. I don't. Yeah. I like yeah, you, no. and doesn't. I have no qualms with you liking Adam Sandler. I get it. That's I have good no to know. qualms about you being king of comedy. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. bother me. I just is not for me. Yeah. I I, totally I, I don't. Oh, now you change sides. I mean, I, I, well, we are, I, I believe we all, mo- most of us all usually live on a bias side. I'm, I'm more of the biased one where, of course, same like you as well. Like, I, there's opinions of people where it's like, you know, they like their stuff, they like it, and they enjoy it. Great. That's amazing. Um, for me, I like, you know, I like, I like to pave the way in the sense of like being like, I'm okay. Ju- I'm just going to say that I'm not the I kind of guy that's going to take a comedian I don't like and it, like I like put it. him on a hill to die upon. No. Like this no. is the greatest, com- this no. is the greatest comedy actor of all like time. Him. And if you disagree with me, I don't fucking like you and we have a problem. No, yeah. that's not who I am. It's just, I want to define me. Now, I'm, I'm yeah. not talking about you guys. It's that, you can't you can't take what I say about what I like yeah. and apply it to to, to your life. Like no, if I say no. I don't like Adam Sandler, and then like, well, Larry doesn't like Adam Sandler, so I guess I better not. No, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, no, 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 no. From uh, from what your agent said, um, he said that you found him very hard to work with, and that he was annoying, 
and they stayed in character too much. And you know that's, you know that's definitely tropes that would kind of uh, affect a judgment on somebody. You know, Ab- absolutely. But it's still, it's I mean, like, it, it was still, it was still a moment in time. I guarantee, for like, like, like Larry was saying as well. It was, regardless of all that, as well as a, as a person working professionally, you're like, you know what? There's always going to be ups and downs with everything, and I feel like. Uh, you know, working professionally in a business, you have to just be, you have to set yourself aside, set yourself apart from it, and you exactly. have to respect what's going Absolutely. on, and then push exactly. through as a professional. You have to push through, and that's what Larry, you know, Larry, Larry did the thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? He did. You know, every it's not like you guys are. Uh, uh, how long have you been doing this? Uh, a few months. A few months. Oh yeah, eleven weeks. All right, a few months, a couple of weeks. Okay, some yeah. some guys are doing podcasts for years. Yeah. But yeah. okay, you're doing a couple of months. I the most I can work on a on on a one job is three months. That was Alcatraz. Three months, the longest gig I've ever had as an actor. Uh, I was in the committee for ten years. Yeah. I was in Second City for three months, but um, because. Of I'm an actor and I go from job to job, and the longest I work is a week or maybe, yeah, a week, maybe two weeks. I have to go into every job knowing this is not the last job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have to really not make judgments either beforehand or even while I'm there. I'm only going to be here two weeks, and then I got to change my head again for the next job. But yeah. it's a- so. I can't be one of those didactic guys that has, you know, certain things that yeah. got to be we, this way. But, but it, it, it's also hard like, to, that, to, to, to sit there and, and, and deal with, like, somebody who who isn't breaking character. And you're sitting there and you're on break time and you're sitting there going, you know, this is my time. This is my time to like, be Hey, me. man, I just want to know if this uh, spaghetti tastes good or not. You're like, oh, this spaghetti's so good. Oh, oh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> and then, I can understand. Like, I can wow. understand how <laughs> how frustrating things could be. Like, when it comes to something that it's like you are being as serious as humanly possible. And you've got this fucking jackass. And well, it, it's it's hard. Well, and tell him he's a jackass and move or get him out of there. I mean, yeah, it's very exactly, simple. Exactly. <laughs> but re- regardless, like the whole the whole like sh- spiel as well. Like, I mean, um, professionally, I've been doing audio actually like truly professionally for like three, four years. I've dealt with uh, I've dealt with people like Alice Cooper, Nelly. I've dealt with well, uh, Mac Miller. I've done well before I pass away. Um, I, I dealt with very, very professional people and dealing with their teams and everything like as that. And, of course, at the end of the day, I look at it as uh, I know what I'm doing. Um, I've, I've worked to, to, to gain this, the position that I'm at, and I learn a lot from different people, and I just have to blend and uh, apply. I know I'm, I'm bringing a skill to them that they need. Yeah. You know, As an audio engineer, they need it. Therefore, seeing that, there's people that have been awfully rude to me i'm not going to give names or anything like that but they've been terribly rude to us right but i still pushed through and i i knew i had to provide we are the, the men of misfortune yeah and i provided the service and it went well and then now i i you know i got a name right i still am doing audio professionally and i'm working with huge artists and, and that's great you know um but i think that's a big thing too it's same thing i feel like in the acting business and and, and being in like hollywood and everything like that you have to just <laughs> 
keep yeah. it pushing it forward. It's yeah. almost like you're building your status yeah. quo. It's like, oh, I work with yeah. Adam Sandler, I work I, with Clint, I, Clint Eastwood, I guess, you know. I, I, I guess my motivation now that, you know, we're talking about this, I, I guess my motivation is I want to get the job because I want to pay my rent and I don't want to get fired. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's true. Exactly. It's true. And then once I get there, I just want to do the best I can. So there's no, there's no bullshit or. Yeah. There's no. I I like this guy. I really like. Not not, not to kiss your ass, Larry, but as somebody, you are our best interview we've ever. You're just a genuine person. As somebody that's on the outside of your acting career, you've always done the best. You have definitely killed oh, every you, role that you've That's all I want to do, cast, man. Yeah. I just don't want to get fired. I want to do the best I can. And, That's all. And besides yeah. all all that point of it all, like, and the thing, too, I think a lot of people have an issue separating um, is – we're all we're all people, right? whether or not we do different things. You know, you you do act, you know you do acting professionally, uh, comedian. You know, you're a comedian professionally as well. And I'm not oily. Yeah, and you're not and oily. Not oily. And not oily. You are not, not oily. Not oily. Johnson. Keep that down. He all won't. He won't know. Keep that clear. Um, but <laughs> but basically, like you know, we're the thing. I think a lot of people kind of uh, get desensitized to, or or, or they they separate is like. We're all humans. We all have something to provide. And not to mention, we're all just trying to make it in this world. Whether or not, you know, somebody's doing method acting, definitely do this, this, We can all find a common ground of just trying to exist. Everybody's trying to, to, everybody's trying to, to, trying to be somebody. And they're also trying to make sure that they can, like, live another day, (laughs) you know, push forward and learn from their mistakes. And that's the thing, too, is, like, what's nice is it's a breath of fresh air, especially having you on here. I feel like. It's the best, like first guest that we had. Honestly, you are the um, greatest thing that has ever happened in the show. You're down to earth, and like we can actually, um, kind of delve deeply. We can in, in I feel like there's a part relate. of all of us here that can relate to you on a personal level, oh, and for that's sure. like really what we're about, you know. Because we're we're just ourselves. I mean, there's nothing that that separates us. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not like oh, all of a sudden I'm. I'm I, I discovered a. Uh, uh, something about myself, which I've learned, I guess, over the over oh, the years. Tell us about yeah, it. Man. Tell us about it. Sure. I I step aside for for uh, I, I'm in, thinking of the word weirdness. I step aside for weirdness. Yeah. Um, but it's not weirdness. It's it's hangups. Um, like I'll be walking down. Okay, this is an example. I don't know what you call it, but I'm walking down the street, and a couple are walking towards me. Now, there's a lot of scenarios. I can I've been walking down walking down the sidewalk, and there's a couple. Well, the sidewalk is only big enough for two people. You're right. So um, one is they they single file, and then I can go by, or I step aside, I go around them, and they don't step aside, or they step aside, and I can go by. My my take is my natural instinctive just tropism is i'll step aside yeah if you you, in other words if your hang up is weird enough that you have to have the entire sidewalk and will not step aside for a fellow walker i'll step aside i don't need it i'll whatever it doesn't bother me to step aside. so in in life that's what i do in other words, if you got some problem, I'll step aside and let your problem just go by. Yeah. I, I don't need, you know, unless I'm confronted by it. But yeah. even then, you know, my thing is to, to either duck or, you know, 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. understand what I'm saying. Well, I mean, the, the, I don't want to get involved. No, well, yeah. the, the biggest thing, too, as well as like, um, you know, obviously bringing That's it what back. It sounds like you were saying that, that you, you get along. Get yeah. along to get along. And, and not to mention, too, as well as like, um, um, you know, well, the biggest thing is knowing the battles uh, that you need to you need to pick and fight. You know what I mean? Especially when it's professionally, like when you're when you're going for forward with uh, a career or whatnot. Um, there's there's a lot of things that will you, you're not expecting to happen that will happen, and you have to basically. Um, you have to like adapt to each other. It's a and sense I feel of like, direction. I feel like that's a, yeah, it's, and I feel it's like a that's a direction where 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 he needs to go, yeah, and he understands where that direction is. Because I mean, I, I like grew up knowing like the artists that I'm working with nowadays, and like I, damn, I like I I you know I mean I grew up with these guys. My parents showed me them. You know what I mean? And and like dealing with them professionally is crazy to me. And there would be things that I never expected in my life. And that that I would ever expect, like dealing with them, and things that I kind of expected, and I decided to push those expectations aside and do what I had to do. And if conflict came my way, I had to just adapt and evolve. And that, that's right. what I feel like, what, 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 for me at least, like I, I felt like what was the the whole point of it, you know? Well, you know, there's certain gifts that you have also that we we can't discuss because yeah. you're born with them. It, it so, exactly in other words, a lot of stuff that you're talking about vis-a-vis me and and in the profession of, of acting or so, making people laugh or whatever I have this yeah. whole podcast you know, there's certain things that i can't explain to you about why i do certain things they just yeah. that's that's larry and that's not billy or it's not jake you yeah. know it's just right. and i i don't question it and i just so uh, i i thank you for i i gotta go by the way we want to thank you for honestly being on the show Riley, if you have a last piece in go. Um, last sign off bit here. I would just like to thank you for your time and um, your explanation of what it's like to be you on the show. And um, I couldn't be more thankful for it. Um, you've definitely Larry. given me a lot of insight to things I've often wondered about behind the scenes. And you're yeah. an incredible person and an amazing actor. And I thank you for being here. Larry, and, honestly, I could yeah. not thank you enough for being our first major interview honestly yeah. as this being my child it's been a pleasure as yeah. honestly we've got we've got these four three great guys in front three? of me only th- well, only well well one of him what about, honestly, what about larry over here larry <laughs> honestly larry <laughs> you have been the star of most of my favorite movies i i can't thank you enough for being a part of this i love you yeah. and honestly Thank and, you for being who you are. And with that, we'd like to introduce oh, our sign-offs here. And thank you oh, for, yeah. for having me on the show, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, cool. before, we, before we do that as well, um, obviously, you know, the biggest thing, I, I just want to, like, quick shout-out. Thank you, Larry, for, for being the first, of course, as we were saying. Um, obviously, you know, we got, we got here with us right now today. We got uh, Tyler here, Tyler Campbell. We got Riley Wallen. We got Daniel Young. That's myself. And then we got Jake Paulson. Okay, fantastic. We got Larry Hankin. A uh, special, special guest for us. Uh, I really appreciate it as well. Um, obviously, we are coming in the end. We learned a lot. We we gained a lot of knowledge as well, especially for some things that we we have no clue about. And I, I honestly, I I've learned so much oh, just from there. this conversation, Larry. Honestly, you you've been the shiny beacon. Podcast, <laughs> honestly, so. I'm glad I cleared up a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, no oh, kidding. Absolutely. Yeah, um, you've definitely you. given us a dive into yeah. the deep, and then more or less. Two more things, real quick. Larry, um, you know, of course, you you have you have the stage right now. Before we do our final sign off, um, 
Is there anything you would like to promote? Any shows or things coming up? Any kind next... of artwork that you've yeah. been working on? Uh, Honestly, well, okay, I already to... love your help. Like, I'm going to buy okay. the shirt. Oh, I'm buying that. Like, <laughs> um, I'm buying that. Uh, the real, okay, the real LarryHankin.com is my website. Okay. Uh, and uh, LarryHankin. Uh, the real Larry Hankin. Yeah, the real Larry Hankin. The real Larry.com. Right. The real. Let me get this straight. Larry Hankin.com <laughs> is stolen by oh, some stolen. other person who's holding me up. Because I promise you, it was I'll me. get my guys and we'll beat their ass right now, Larry. So it's LarryHankin.com is my website, and there's my art, my films, okay. my films, not not major films, not your films, yeah, right. but my yeah. own personal, yep. funny films are, is on there, uh, plus a lot of other stuff. Yeah. So go to LarryHankin.com, and I'm writing a book. So uh, the the book that's already on there that you can buy for you fans out there is uh, the uh, the loopholes dossier, and it's on Amazon too. Please check it out. Loopholes dossier on Amazon.com, and then and I'm writing a new book which is about my life in show business. Some of the stories I told the guys, and there's a whole bunch of others. There so is there's many listeners coming up. What? And oh. the title of that is to be determined. T yeah. Oh, the be title is going to be determined. It's going to have yep. Larry Hankin in the title. Please, whenever, Some, you, whenever, whenever, whenever you get yes. that, whenever you figure out the name, uh, please send it. Yeah, send, send it me a text message. Keep in mind, listeners. Always promote you. Keep in mind. This guy does not submit titles before he's finished with his work. Um, but uh, is, is there anything else, uh, Larry? You think you? No, can, that's you it. Say? I gotta okay. go, guys. I oh really yeah, absolutely. Go. We we appreciate okay. you, and um, yeah, and we're at the end of the podcast. Uh, remember to stay much fortunate, folks, and uh, always listen to mom. Always listen to mom. Always. I am your fearless leader, Tyler Campbell. I am your humble host, Riley Wallen, and I'm Daniel Young, your your resident audio engineer. And I'm your reigning dipshit, Jake. And we are here. I'm with Larry Hankin. Goodbye. We are Thank here you, with Larry. Larry. Goodbye, Larry. Thank you, Larry. Thank you for joining us. Remember, always listen to mom.